0: Hallelujah. All right. Well, first of all, let me uh, uh, say again, Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies here. Whether you have children of your own or not, if you're a lady, you have a unique grace from God, uh, a unique gift in your femininity that is a blessing. It is needful. It's necessary. It's an important part of, of the way God blesses the world. And so. Uh, whether or not you have children, if you're here and your lady, we are we are honored by your presence. We're blessed and appreciative of who you are and the unique contributions that you make uh, to the kingdom of God and to this fellowship and to our city. So, um, s- several weeks leading up to Easter, I shared a series of messages with you uh, on the kingdom of God, and this morning I'd like to return to that theme. So, would you stand, with me, please, as we get ready to to get moving and just kind of get focused. Uh, want us to uh, read together uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 13. Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 13. I'll read the plain text if you'll join me in reading the highlighted portions. That way we'll walk through the passage together just to kind of get us focused and moving this morning. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 7. This is what the Bible says. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Praise the Lord, this is the word of the Lord, and you may be seated. I want to take a few minutes this morning and focus your attention on the words, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. But before we go there, I do want to take just a second and make sure you notice a little bit of the lead in, a little bit of the lead up to this model prayer from Jesus. The part where Jesus says to His followers, And when you pray... Do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So Jesus looks at this crowd around Him, uh, followers, disciples of His, and says, listen, don't keep babbling like pagans. And, 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 and He says, don't keep on doing it, which means t- there's a little bit of correction going on here. And I'm thinking, wow. Jesus, maybe you could have sugarcoated that just a little bit. Uh, I mean, He's not pulling any punches. He's not holding anything back. He's not beating around the bush. And i got to tell you, I love Jesus. I love everything about Jesus. I love what He's done. I love who He is. And I love how He is, including when He is direct and straightforward and to the point. i got to tell you, the truth is, there are an awful lot of people in the world who have a view of Jesus that doesn't really line up with what we see of Jesus in the Bible. He's absolutely loving and gracious and kind and sweet and gentle and pure and compassionate and merciful. But he is also absolutely ready and willing to speak directly to the heart of a matter, to call things as they really are and to call people out when need be. And so Jesus says to his would-be disciples, do not keep on babbling like pagans. Stop begging and pleading with God as if He can't hear you or doesn't care. Stop begging and pleading with God as if you somehow need to coerce Him to care. As if you need somehow to convince Him or manipulate Him before He will care about your needs. You don't need to pray like that, Jesus said, because your Father already knows what you need, even before you ever ask Him. And His point is this, if you know your Father loves you, and if you trust Him because He loves you, then you can take you can lay out your needs and, and, and your requests before Him, and then you can turn the attention of your prayers to Him and His kingdom purposes. You can turn the attention of your prayers to things like, would be your name, Holy and worthy is your name. Lord, you are amazing. You're fabulous. You're hallowed. You're holy. You're worthwhile. You're worth it all. And you can turn the attention of your prayers to your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, when you trust that God really loves you, you can spend an awful lot of your time in prayer. Praising God and attending to His wishes and His desires for His kingdom. So Jesus teaches us to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me just remind you this morning that the kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of God. It's what happens when things go the way God wants them to go. And it's it's what happens when people live the way God wants them to to live. In other words, the kingdom of God comes when the will of God is done. The kingdom of God, in other words, is life as it was meant to be lived and experienced. Life as God intended it when He made life. Life as God dreamt of it before He ever made us. It's life as it was meant to be. It's the love of God and the goodness of God experienced right here in the world. It's the righteousness and the peace and the joy of God manifest right here in the world. It's life as it was meant to be, so God wants His kingdom to come. And if you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus, God wants you to be one of the primary means by which that kingdom comes and is advanced and spread around in the world. For years, Rebecca Hasty ran a preschool ministry here at Resurrection Church. We called it Sunshine School. Many of you remember that. Hundreds of children learned to love and and trust and follow Jesus at her knee and under her tutelage. And if you ever spent any time around our Sunshine School, maybe you grew up and went to our Sunshine School, but if you ever were there for any length of time, at some point, I am confident you heard Mrs. Hasty say, Jesus wants you to share Jesus well, that's one of her assistants right there for many, many years. Jesus wants you, look at somebody and say, Jesus wants you to share. Jesus wants, to share. Jesus wants you to share. Listen, the, 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 the truth is this, the culture of the kingdom of God is a culture of sharing. It's a culture of taking what has been given to you and then freely giving it to the people around you. Jesus wants you to share. Kingdom culture is a sharing culture, and so it is a discipleship culture. Let me explain what I mean by that. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of disciples who go and make more disciples. So what then is a disciple? Well, simply put, a disciple is a learner. A disciple is someone who is committed to learn and grow and change, who follows a leader, who follows a master, in this case who follows Jesus, in order to learn and grow and change and become more like Him. A disciple wants to be more like the master. So disciples are committed to learn and grow and change. But in the kingdom of God, disciples are also committed to go and make more disciples. That is, in the kingdom of God. Disciples are committed to learn and grow and change and they're committed to help other people learn and grow and change. So I want to offer a challenge to you this morning. If you're here and you're a follower of Jesus, you're here and you're a disciple of Jesus, I want to challenge you to commit to learn and grow and change and to commit to, to help other people learn and grow and change. And here's a super simple, super practical, super easy way to get started. I'm going to ask you to make a commitment right now. Prick pull pull yourself and we're going to sign this in blood. No, we won't do that. But I am going to ask you to make a commitment right now. And here's the commitment. Listen. The commitment is this. That everything you learn about God, everything you learn about the kingdom of God, everything you learn about the purposes of God, Everything you learn about the goodness of everything you learn from reading the Bible, everything you learn in worship here, everything you learn in small group or micro group or Bible study group, everything you learn, everything the Lord shows you about himself, everything you learn about the Lord, commit to share it with somebody else. The very same week you learn it. And if possible, the very same day. That's the commitment. That every time you open your Bible and God shows you something, man, that is awesome. That You don't just take that and absorb it and, 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 and keep it to yourself. But you have a commitment. At some point that week, preferably if possible, that day, you're going to share that with somebody else. Now, I'm going to tell you, one of the best ways to really learn something is to try and teach it. and One of the best ways to really grab hold of something is to start giving it away. And so the, 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 the commitment I ask you to make is every time, every time you learn something, everything you learn from the Lord, commit that you're going to share it with somebody else that week and, if possible, that day. Kingdom culture is a discipleship culture. And Jesus wants you to share. So I encourage you to make that quality commitment to share everything you learn. So Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So How does that happen? How does the kingdom of God come? How does the will of God get done? And what can you do? What can I do? What can you do to help see that that happens in the world, to help see that come to pass? Last week, Teresa mentioned four tips from Derek Prince for how you can bless the Jewish people. And i got to tell you, the first time I ever read those, I thought, this is fantastic. These are really four keys to spread the kingdom of God. Brilliantly designed to work with any people, anywhere, anytime, from any culture. And so I want to take a couple minutes this morning and talk to you about those four, well, I'm calling them kingdom tips. Four tips, four things you can do to share and advance the kingdom of God, to become part of the answer to this prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Tip number one here is the first tip. How do you spread the kingdom of God? How do you see the kingdom of God come in the earth? Number one, cultivate a life of love. Say, cultivate a life of love. Jesus said the entire law of God, every single commandment God ever gave, all of them, all of them, all of them can be wrapped up in two statements. Love God, love people. Love God and love people. When somebody asked Jesus to name the greatest of all of God's commandments, the Bible says Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God. With all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Love people. It's so incredibly important. It's so incredibly fundamental that we paid to have it put on banner sleeves and set up here on the stage so to force you to stare at it week in and week out. Consider this our foray into the world of subliminal messaging. Here we go. Love God. Love people. We want you to get it because God wants you to get it. I want to get it. I want to get it. I want to spend my time loving God. I want to spend my time loving people. But listen, when it comes to loving God and loving people, the order absolutely matters. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I don't believe you really can love people. I think you can try. I think you can like them. But I don't think you really love people like you're supposed to love people until you learn to love the Lord. And and for what it's worth, can I go ahead and tell you this? I don't think you can love the Lord until you've really learned to receive love from Him first. If you don't really know the love of God, the love God has for you, I, I sincerely doubt you can love God like you're supposed to. And you can love people like you're supposed to. Because listen to me, you might want to write this down. Love, like everything else worthwhile, begins as a gift from God. That's worth writing down. I I read that from my own notes. I wrote that myself. I thought, man, that's profound. Love, like everything else worthwhile, begins as a gift from God. He pours out His boundless love on you, and then you share it with the people around you. In Jesus, He forgives you, and in gratitude, you forgive others. God treats you better than you deserve, and in response, you go and return the favor to the people around you. And by the way, can I tell you the truth is, if it weren't for God and the love God shows us in Jesus, you wouldn't even really have a clue what love is anyway. That's what the Bible says. The Apostle John explains it this way. He says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But this is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is, not because we watch the Hallmark Channel. This is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ showed us love. And so understand, notice, it starts with the love of God. It begins with the love of God. God loves you first. And he shows that love most fully and most perfectly in the giving of his son Jesus. And when you begin to see the love of God in Jesus, you begin to understand what love really is. And then and only then, after that, comes your response. And you begin to love the people around you. And you begin to lay down your life for them. So the first tip for spreading the kingdom of God is to receive the love God has for you. And then share it with the people around you. Cultivate a life of love. second tip for seeing God's kingdom come on earth is to walk in and enjoy the fullness of your salvation. To walk in and enjoy the fullness of your salvation. I got to tell you I love this tip. This really is one of the keys to spreading the kingdom of God, and it is so often overlooked. In Romans 14:17, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's the experience and the expression of God's goodness and love and order and grace, and it's the rightness and the peace, and the joy, and the hope that results from that experience and that expression. And i got to tell you, talk about things that are in short supply. You live in a world trapped in darkness. A world filled with chaos and violence and anger and fear. A world where confusion and depression and hopelessness abound. But right in the midst of that, right into the very heart of that, God has sown you. Right in the middle of a dark, depraved, confused, hurting, broken, mixed up, messed up world, God has sown you. To put you there on purpose. And while you no doubt see and encounter and feel the darkness... Please understand, if you are a follower of Jesus, you have already been rescued from its power. The Apostle Paul explains it this way. He says, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, from the power and the authority and the control of darkness. And he has brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. As a follower of Jesus, you live and work in this world. You raise your family in this world. You get out of bed every morning and make your way through this world. And no doubt, all along the way, you see and you hear and you feel the darkness. But trust me, listen to me when I tell you, if you are a child of God, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are not subject to the darkness. You are no longer under its dominion. You answer to a higher power. He has rescued you from the dominion of darkness and brought you into His kingdom of light. The darkness may well be all around you, but Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you. And so the words of the prophet cry out to you, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and Thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. This is the heart of God. This is the plan of God, that in you and through you, His beloved children, in you and through you, His family, His own family, in you and through you, He might make Himself known in this dark and hurting world. He has rescued you from the dominion of darkness, the control of darkness, and brought you into the kingdom of the Son He loves. By the power of His Holy Spirit, He has set His kingdom inside of you, His righteousness and His peace and His joy in the Holy Spirit. So you can say with the Apostle Paul, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So how do you spread the kingdom of God? How do you make a difference in this world? What do you do so His kingdom comes and His will be done? Part of the answer is you walk in the power and the joy of your salvation. You live a life of righteousness. And you show the people all around you what it looks like to be righteous, what it looks like to be good. You you show people what it looks like to love your neighbor and what it looks like to honor your boss what it looks like to keep your word and pay your bills and not sleep with someone you're not married to. You show people what it looks like to forgive people when they hurt you and to ask for forgiveness when you blow it. You live a life of peace and joy and you show the people all around you what it looks like to have peace and joy, what it looks like to trust the Lord when nothing seems to go your way. What it looks like to rejoice even in the hard times. What it looks like to worship Jesus. Even when the baby is sick. Or the bills are due. Or finals are coming. Or the economy is bad. Or the doctor walks into your room frowning and shaking his head. One of the most powerful and profound ways you can advance the kingdom of God is by living like a Christian. Acting moment by moment like you actually believe the gospel. Living moment by moment like you really believe. Your sins have forever been forgiven. Your future has eternally been secured. And every moment of every day of your life, God is in you and with you through it all. Your life well-lived, has the power to change the world. The third tip for seeing God's will be done is to pray for it to happen. Pray for it to happen. We've already touched on it, so let me just run through it quickly again. Jesus says, listen, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. By all means, with faith and trust in the love of God, let your requests be known to Him. Lay your needs before the Lord, but when you do it, do so mindful of the reality that He is your Father. And your Father knows already what you need even before you ask Him. That means you can spend more time in prayer focusing on the will of God for this world and the people all around you. You can spend more time praying for His kingdom to come. You can spend more time praying for those in authority like the police will pray for next week. You can spend more time praying for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be more freely manifest through the church. You can spend more time praying for salvations and baptisms and deliverances and miracles. You can help see God's kingdom come and His will be done by spending more time and more energy praying for His kingdom to come and praying for His will to be done. Finally, tip number four. For seeing God's kingdom come is to to do practical acts of kindness and mercy. What I call intentional acts of kingdom. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do, a month or so. A month or so, uh, God gave me an image of a little bit of what it looks like when you and I live kingdom lives in the world. An image of what it looks like when, when we begin to bring the kingdom of God to bear on the world around us and to share the goodness of God with the people around us. And the image He gave me was, you know, you know those free sample people. The free sample people at you know Costco or Sam's Club or the grocery store or Trader Joe's, I love the free sample people. Uh, who else loves the free sample people? Yeah, Aaron and Noah would wipe out every free sample person in every grocery store we've ever been to. Thank you. Uh, 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 uh. But listen, I believe. Listen to me. I believe it is the perfect image. I believe the free sample people are the perfect image of what it means to live intentional kingdom lives and do intentional acts of kingdom. And think about it, when you go in the grocery store, those guys, they're looking for you, aren't they? Anybody listen to me anymore? <laughs> hey, I bought those samples. <laughs> this was a bad idea. All right. But you think about it. All right, don't give any more samples. Go, go. You go in the store and they're looking for you. They're they're wanting you to come by. They're waiting for somebody to come by. They are eager for somebody to come by. If you don't come close enough, they'll call you. Hey, you ever tried tried one of these? You ever had a Jimmy Dean sausage? They'll they'll, they'll call you over. They'll call you close because they want they're looking for every opportunity to share their samples with you. And as kingdom people in the world, we got, we've got to begin to look for every opportunity to share samples of the love of God, samples of the goodness of God, samples of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, this is an image God's burning into my head. I see us as a people of got going into the world, handing out little bite-sized samples of the love of God, the forgiveness of God, the grace of God, the hope of Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit. Just say, here, may I help you with that? Here, may I give you a hand? Somebody says, oh, my back is killing me. Say, here, may I pray for you? Someone says, my wife and I, we're so frazzled. Say, here, may may, my wife and I take your kids and you go out for a night on the town? Somebody says, yeah, I think my my wife is going to leave me. Dude, let's go get some coffee. You want to talk about it? It's being watchful and ready. Ready to give out tasty little samples of the goodness of God, the compassion of God, the heart of God, the kindness of God, the hope of God, the peace of God. It is precisely this sort of sample giving that's behind so many of the the, kingdom outreaches we do as a fellowship before you leave this morning you can go to the foyer and get a couple of blessing bags and keep them in your car you never have to worry again if you're at a stop sign and somebody's there you know do i give them cash do i not i don't know what to do you never have to worry. you've got something that will bless them you know it will help them you know you're ready every month we make those things available to you next Sunday one week from today four o'clock you can join a group of people from this church go to the police station go to where they are and pray for them, and bless them, pray for their protection, and pray, pray for their safety, pray for their families. You can make a difference. In less than two weeks, Saturday the 25th, we, we, we got going, so you can just fan out in the community, and we're going to clean up stuff and, and put together stuff, and, and, and we're just going to give little samples of the love of God and the grace of God in this community. Then, then the next Sunday, we're, we're going to take this worship service over there We're going to take it out in the park, and we're going to worship Jesus and talk about Jesus in public, in the park. The entire month of August, we'll be collecting practical items that you can donate to help uh, guys and girls coming out of addiction at Charlotte Rescue Mission and Dove's Nest. And we do that every August. It's coming up. And that's part of how we bring the kingdom of God and the love of God and the goodness of Jesus into the world. Little samples. Let me give you a sample. Let me give you, a, just find yourself, looking. can I give you a sample of what it's like to walk with Jesus? Can I give you a sample of what it's like to be loved and care? Can I give you a sample of what hope feels like or what joy feels like? What, can peace Can I give you a sample? You know, the whole point, they put those people in the store, you know, the whole point of that is they think you're going to like it. And they think if you like it, you'll want it for yourself. That's the kingdom. And that's the point of giving kingdom samples. I think people are going to like the joy of the Lord or the peace of God or the love of God or the power of the Holy Spirit. I think if we, sh- if we give little samples, people will like it and they may want it for themselves. That's the point. Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now listen to me, if this is how we ought to pray, and this is also how we ought to live. May God bless you as you go out to live like this. Cultivating a life of love, loving God, loving people, and showing it every chance you get. Walking in the joy and the power of your salvation, acting like you believe the gospel, that you really believe God loves you and he's in you. Spending more time in prayer. For his kingdom to come and his will be done. And then doing intentional acts of kingdom. Giving out little samples. Praying every chance. Can I pray for that? Can I pray for that? Can I pray for that? Can I help you? Come to my house. Let me help you. Giving out little samples of the love of God and the goodness of God. May God bless you as you do. And may his kingdom come. And his will be done around us as we do. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the power and the clarity of your word. Lord, you're so good to us. We we could never figure any of this stuff out. And so in your incredible mercy, you sent Jesus to bring us into relationship with you and you sent your word to help us understand how to walk in it. We thank you for that. Lord, make us the kingdom people you've called us and created us to be. Make us the kingdom people you've called us and created us to be. And work through us to bring your kingdom, to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.